Welcome to the Harmony and Healing Podcast, a podcast about music, health, wellness, and activism that will help you to find balance between life as a musician and self-care with health and wellness. I'm Jazzy Piggott, a tuba player, certified personal trainer, writer, and podcaster coming to you from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, I'm actually by myself this week because Brie is busy, but that's okay. So this week I'm going to be talking about navigating your lows. So that includes accepting when you're down, forgiving yourself for any missed habits, and staying resilient. So this week I've been going through a really big low. I think it's just because I've moved to this new city. I don't know many people around here. My habits have been a little off because I don't have a set schedule yet. And it's just been a struggle. I know I've talked about in the past few weeks how it's been my thorn consistently that I just haven't developed a routine. Well, that is, again, still my thorn. And then this week, it is definitely arisen as something that has actually caused significant stress in my life. So I'm not doing great right now, but I know I'm going to get through it. So earlier today, during my orientation, we had Dr. Lauren Cook come and talk to us about resiliency. And she used a wave analogy, saying that you're riding the waves of life like you're surfing. So when you're riding the waves, you're going to have high waves, you're going to have low waves. So using this analogy is how I'm going to address this topic right now. So the first thing that you need to do when you're going through a low is to actually accept that you're down. Trying to fight it is definitely not something you need to be doing. Can you imagine being on a surfboard, a giant wave's coming at you, and you decide rather than turn around and go back to land, that you're just going to barrel in head first and try to conquer it? That's not really going to work out very well for you. So you need to accept that you're down. So the first thing you're going to have to do is recognize your triggers and signs that you are in a low period of your life. I know for me, that's just increased anxiety, decreased productivity, a lot of avoidant behaviors, more procrastinating, not really practicing, things like that. So what are your triggers and your signs that something might be wrong? Is it that you frequently feel like sick or nauseous or do you often think about things? Do you feel like watching Netflix all the time rather than being productive? Do you stop exercising? There must be something that's kind of a tell, um, like a tell like in poker, (laughs) but that's a a tell that you are not in your your high state right now. Once you recognize your triggers and signs and then you realize that you're in a low place, the first thing that you need to do is to resist the urge to fight it. So like I said before, you're not going to go barreling headfirst into a wave on a surfboard. You want to turn around. Or you're just going to ride the wave. So you need to decide what you're going to do. And the best course of action is probably to ride the wave, because you're going to get hit by it anyways. So you might as well just go with it. So resist the urge to fight your low moods. It's very easy to try to pretend that everything is okay, even when things are falling apart. I know I tend to do this, and then I tend to beat myself up over things because, oh, everything's okay, so why am I not exercising? When everything's not okay, and it's okay to not be okay. I know there's a lot of toxic positivity in the society where you're encouraged to feel like you have to be happy all the time, and you can't talk about anything that's sad, you look at social media, everybody on social media is having a great time because, you know, everybody's selectively posting things. 
but you don't see that. You only see everything that everyone posts, and it seems like you're probably the only one going through something bad when you're looking at it in the moment. But that's really not true, because the people on there aren't posting about those negative things that are happening in their life. So accept that you're down. Acknowledge that you're sad. It's not your moment right now, and other people are probably going through the same thing, even though you can't tell. I mean, you're probably not going around yelling to the world on Instagram that you are depressed or something. You're probably just trying to keep it to yourself, even maybe hiding it from yourself. So just accept that. And then again, going back to toxic positivity, avoid it at all costs. Stop trying to pretend that things are okay. Because by pretending things are okay and everything's going to be great in the end, you know, you never know. (laughs) As much as you want to believe, like, everything happens for a reason, you you really never know with what could be happening right now. But everything does also happen for a reason. You might be more resilient at the end of it. I mean, things kind of suck in the moment, but one day you'll get over that. So once you've accepted that you're down, you've gotten over the fact that people on Instagram look like they're enjoying their lives, and you've just realized that you're not in a good state, you have to start forgiving yourself. I know when I'm not in a good state, I tend to let go of most of my good habits, especially the ones I've established since losing weight, like exercising consistently, um, eating out less, cooking more, things like that tend to be the first things to go. I know in the past week, My workout schedule hasn't been consistent. I haven't been going on runs as frequently as I should be, even though I'm trying to train for a half marathon. It's not really going well right now. (laughs) And I haven't been cooking nearly as much. My appetite has actually gone down the drain, which is kind of new for me because usually I just tend to stress eat. Um, I don't know how I'm feeling about like the not eating thing too because I don't want to be losing my muscle, but I think I am. So a lot's just not going great. I mean, sleep-wise, this morning I actually woke up at 10. Now, I always try to wake up by 6.30, so me waking up at 10 is something really strange that I haven't done in almost a year now. It took me off guard, and I was just like, is this where we are right now? But again, it's just one of the tells that I'm in a depressed state, and I just kind of need to accept that I'm in a depressed state. I might end up going to bed at 10 o'clock, I mean, waking up at 10 o'clock, and it's something that I just need to address. Like, I've been talking to a therapist, so I am working through it. But I just know that, okay, you woke up at 10 today. You can't go back in time and change the fact that you woke up at 10 today. You just need to accept it, and you need to forgive yourself for it. I know I definitely could have used the extra three hours that I would have been up to probably do some sort of workout or get some work done in the morning, but I just didn't. And it was definitely not normal for me, but I just have to forgive myself for it. Again, you can't change anything that has already happened. So if you skip a workout and you feel bad for skipping that workout, okay, you skip the workout. So now what? Because a lot of times... People, when they don't forgive themselves, they get stuck in this hole where they feel that everything is helpless and they should just stay where they are. Because, oh no, I missed that workout. I can't keep working out. Everything's going to fall apart. 
So then I stop working out in general rather than saying, okay, I missed that workout, but next workout I can show up and I can do everything by myself and continue to live my life. Forgiving yourself is very, very difficult, especially if you're a perfectionist. I can't tell you exactly how hard it's been on me to try to forgive myself. Even though I say, like, forgive yourself, try to go move on forward, I really struggle with it. I know on my blog I have a whole post about forgiving yourself and trying to move on. Because a few months ago now, I definitely had another low period to my life. But I realize now that I do have to just move forward. I can't stay stuck in a rut. Because if you stay stuck, you're going to stay stuck. If you're on a surfboard and you just stop in the wave and you don't move, you're going to drown. So you got to go with the flow of life. You got to understand, okay, I'm in the low right now. I will get to that high soon. I just need to keep going. Don't get stuck in a pit. Now, since we're musicians here with practicing, that's definitely something that might come up because, oh, anytime you're not practicing, somebody else is, and then they're getting better than you, and they're going to destroy you in a competition. Yeah, that might happen. But you also don't want to be practicing if you're not in the mental headspace to learn anything from your practice. Because that practice session might just be a waste of your time if you're sitting there beating yourself up over not being able to play the right note because you're not in the right headspace to do it. I've definitely had those sessions where I've tried to force myself to practice and then I was just fighting tears the whole time because, well, my mind isn't focused on the practicing. It's just focused on, okay, my life is not going well right now. And right now my tuba playing's not going well because I'm thinking about my life not going well, and then everything just seems like it's not going well. It doesn't make it any better. So it's okay to take time away from your horn as well. It's okay to forgive yourself for taking that time away from the horn, for taking that time to just deal with your feelings and to continue to just grow mentally so you can handle any sort of circumstance. Any time that you spend not practicing, okay, that's time you spent not practicing. But then there's time that you do spend practicing, and that is time you spent practicing. So just forgive yourself for that and realize there's a time and place for everything. And maybe today's not the time, but maybe tomorrow will be. It won't be the end of your career. Now, another thing to keep in mind when forgiving yourself is something that Gretchen Rubin often says, which is, what you do every day matters more than what you do once in a while. So that goes, I guess, both ways. So if you have some good habits that you're establishing, like, let's say you've done very well at keeping a consistent bedtime, but then one day you miss your consistent bedtime, and it seems like the world's over because suddenly, you know, you didn't have good habits that day. What you've been doing should matter more. It shouldn't matter that that one time you weren't perfect. It should matter the other 100 times you had it together. So don't focus on that one time that things aren't going well. Just focus on the fact that you can keep moving forward and continuing your good habits rather than letting them all fall to the wayside. Because if you decide to let that one out of 100 dictate the next 100 times, And you say, oh no, everything's over, I missed that one time, and then you just drop everything. You're falling into the water, you're going to drown. It's not the time for that. 
And another thing to keep in mind when forgiving yourself is to look at things with a growth mindset. Now, it's definitely very difficult when things aren't going well to say, oh, let's look at how we're growing from this situation. But a growth mindset will really change how you look at life. A growth mindset, for anybody who doesn't know, is just a mindset where you focus on the fact that everything you do has potential for you to grow. So for me, with my fitness journey, that was realizing that, okay, um, every single workout I have isn't going to be great, but it's definitely going to help me get better. And I'm not going to be stuck once I hit a goal. I'm just going to keep trying to grow, to grow as tall as I can. Because there's no cap on to how much you grow. If you have some sort of goal in mind and that's what's keeping you focused on something and then you hit that goal, but you don't have a growth mindset, you're going to stop. You're going to be stunted. But having a growth mindset means that you're able to move past that little, that goal. You're self-motivated to keep on going. So if you have a growth mindset and you're seeing this hard situation come at you, then you know that you just have to keep moving. You just have to keep riding the wave. You just have to find a way to get through the situation because, again, everything will pass. And a growth mindset in general just makes it easier for you to forgive yourself and to accept that you've come across this hurdle. So this in general is just going to be a shorter episode because I tend to be very to the point when I talk and I don't go on very many tangents on my own. So I'm already moving on to our third topic, which is about staying resilient. Now, I know I feel really redundant in kind of everything I'm saying because it all has a similar point, but you got to stay resilient. Resiliency is one of the most profound things about being human. You're able to bounce back. You trip and fall as a kid, you're able to get back up. Yeah, you scraped your knee, but you just put a bandage over it and keep running. There are so many circumstances that have the ability to get you down, but you just need to realize it's okay. You just have to keep going. I've gone through so many things that have got me down. I go through these lows pretty frequently. Honestly, I have major depression that is treatment resistant. So I tend to go through at least one depressive episode a year, at least. But I have to realize that I'm on the other side of all of those depressed periods. There have been times where I thought that I couldn't keep going and I thought that things were over and nothing was going right and I wouldn't get past it. But here I am. I mean, I've started a blog. I've started a podcast. I currently have an EP project going on. These are all things I can't have imagined that I would be able to do, especially during these depressed episodes. And even right now, that's just me focusing on what are the things that have gone right. It's very hard for me to think about the things that are gone right, but when I do, I realize, yeah, you ran a duathlon this summer. That's not something you thought you would have done even a year ago. And now training for a half marathon the fact that I can run like a 5k multiple days a week as my short run, that's saying something. That shows how far I have come. So it's just very easy to just forget about the things that brought you here, about the good things that are happening in life when you're going through something bad. To reflect on your resiliency, just reflect on previous bad times and then reflect on the things that are going well in your life. So think about Okay, last year, I was struggling through finals week, and I thought my life was over because 
I was procrastinating on a paper and I did it in the last like two days it was due and it was really miserable and I thought I wouldn't get through it. But then realize you did get through it and you're here. You're sitting here. You're able to listen to this podcast and tell the tale that you succeeded somewhere. And then acknowledging the things in your life and practicing gratitude will allow you to find the little glimmers of hope that are going to help you get through the other side. Like I said, it's very easy to forget anything that's going right when things are going wrong. And it's something that I really struggle with, especially right now where it seems like not much is going right in my life, but there is so much going right right now. So don't let those negative stuff, don't let the bottom of the wave stop you from seeing the top of the wave. And with resiliency, keep in mind your support networks. I didn't really mention that as far as navigating your lows, but support networks are very important in getting through things. If you have a lifeguard on your side, you want them on your side. You want them to help you if you're drowning. So reach out to the people in your life who are there to help you. For me, that's my mom, that's my boyfriend, that's a few of my friends, and they'll probably be there to help you. I also have a therapist. A therapist is definitely something I recommend for anybody who can afford it. They, they're trained to help you get through these things and to help you figure out the roots of your problem. I know my anxiety, it's not cured. I am still anxious most of the time, but I know a lot of times now when things are my anxiety versus when things are actually going wrong. A year ago, I can't say I knew that. But that's just because, you know, I had talked to my therapist and I figured out what the roots of my problems were. So anyways, back to support networks. Don't feel afraid to reach out for help. It's very hard to ask for help because for some reason it seemed as a sign of weakness. Now asking for help isn't weak. I feel like it's one of the strongest things you can do because you're acknowledging, okay, I can't do this on my own. I've been trying to do it on my own, but it's not working that way. So now is the time for me to go and find somebody else who can help me. And oftentimes, most people are actually open to helping you out. Most people want to help with things. I know, as my, me as myself, if somebody asked me to help out with some how they're feeling like in a crisis or just some sort of project, I would jump on the opportunity like, yeah, I'll help you out. I just want to help other people feel better. And I think most people are in that sort of mindset. So reach out to your support network. And if you don't have a support network, try to find one. Or again, get a therapist. But there are people there who are there to support you. And you might have to dig deep to remember who those people are. Because maybe you don't have a supportive family or a supportive friend. But... Was there a professor maybe in your past who helped you through some sort of circumstance? Is there somebody that you haven't thought about in years you could reach out to? Everyone's interacted with so many different people, and I'm sure that most interactions have been positive. And the final thing with resiliency is actually finding your way out. So what is self-care to you? That's definitely a question you need to ask yourself because everybody talks about self-care and how important it is. And again, it's something we've mentioned before. It's really easy to forget, but 
self-care is very important and it's something that you need to take charge of, especially when you're in a low situation. When you're in a low, it's not time to figure out how you're going to learn the next piece. It's not time to figure out how you're going to get through your homework assignment. It's not the time to try to start new artistic endeavors before you have yourself together. It's the time to get yourself together. It's the time to get yourself to a point where you are strong enough to sustain any sort of activity that you do. My self-care tends to be, okay, uh, I'll say it's exercise because it has been exercise in the past, but recently I haven't been able to get myself to exercise. So I think that's part of why I'm in this this rut right now. It's kind of a, a loop where I am too upset to exercise, and because I'm not exercising, I'm upset. So I just need to take the time to figure that out for myself. But... If you have some sort of self-care ritual that you need to perform, it's time to do that. Go on a walk. I do get myself out to go on walks, and I almost always feel better. It's just getting past that mental hurdle of leaving my room and my bed in the darkness and my loneliness to go outside and brave the heat and the sun. But there are people out there, and you get to see them walking around, and you just get to feel, you know, the beauty of fresh air and just stay in the moment. Even take the time to turn off any sort of distraction. No music, no podcast. Just listen to the sounds of what's around you. Since I'm in the city, it's a bunch of cars. Um, but pay attention to your breath. Pay attention to your footsteps. And just stay in the moment. Now, maybe self-care is watching Netflix for you. If it is, then take some time to watch Netflix. But then don't get stuck there just doing your self-care activities. Figure out, okay, I've gotten my self-care activities. Now I'm ready to move forward. Because you need to move forward. Don't get stuck. So I think that actually covers most of what I wanted to say regarding navigating your lows. I hope this was somewhat beneficial to you out there. Just know if you're struggling, I'm struggling too, it's okay. I'm probably going to look back at this episode a few months from now and reflect on, wow, I was doing pretty bad back then, or I thought I was doing pretty bad, but here I am a few months later listening to this podcast, like, look at how far I've come, because I'll probably have come far. I'm starting my program on Monday, my birthday is next Tuesday, and I have a friend coming to visit next weekend, so there are things that I should be looking forward to right now, as easy as it is to get stuck in the rut. I know that I will get through it, and I'll feel better looking at the situation and just know how I am. If you have the opportunity and the willpower to do it this week, Maybe write a letter to your future self. Write a letter saying, Hello, right now I'm struggling, but I know you in the future have already gotten through this, so thank you for getting through it, because right now it seems pretty bleak. And then last week, actually, Bree was telling me that one exercise is writing a letter to your past self, which is something I had never thought about. 
but write a letter to your past self saying, hey, these are all the things that I've accomplished this year. Because like I said, me one year ago wouldn't have thought I'd be running a duathlon, wouldn't have thought I'd be training for a half marathon, wouldn't have thought I'd be a personal trainer, wouldn't have thought I'd have started a podcast. There are so many things that I've been able to do that I just forget about right now. And taking the time to remember it by practicing gratitude is just what I need to be doing. Because even talking about this right now is slightly boosting my mood um, in a way that hasn't been boosting it too much before. So I'm just going to finish on roses, buds, and thorns, even though um, I'm the only one. But I, I feel like people can appreciate it. The reason we do roses, buds, and thorns is because I like to show my authenticity to people because it's very frequently that people try to, like I said on social media, they try to only portray the positive things that are happening in their life. They don't talk about the things that aren't going well. They don't talk about the things that they're struggling with. They just talk about, oh, I did this great thing and it happened and yay, everything's great. But that's not how life is. So my thorn this week is just this general low I have been feeling. It's not having a routine. It's not being able to exercise. It's sleeping too much. It's falling into a mini spiral of depression. But I have a therapist. I'm okay. Don't worry. But that's my thorn this week. And I know I'll get through it. And my bud... School starts on Monday, like I mentioned, so I'm excited to meet new people, even though it's going to spike my social anxiety because I haven't really interacted with new people in over a year. But again, it's something to look forward to because I'll be able to feel more established in this neighborhood I've been living in alone. And then my rose, even though I cut out all the silence, it has taken me a long time to think about what my rose is. But I would say my rose is getting to play with um, a few quintets in the area. I have a quintet that I'm starting with Bree and um, three other people in the area. And there was another one that I got to read with because they were looking for a tuba player. I don't know if I have that one yet. We'll see. But it was fun to just play in a quintet again. I was doing quintet work at the end of last semester, spring 2021 because MSU was open, but it has been all summer since I've played with a group again. And it was nice. I didn't realize how much I actually enjoy chamber music. That's why I'm not doing big ensembles, but I'm planning on doing a bunch of little chamber ensembles to keep myself going this year. So thank you for listening to me talk for the last half hour or so. I hope this was beneficial to you, and if it was, just reach out to me because I actually appreciate knowing things. It makes me really happy when people tell me, oh, you motivated me to do this better. It significantly improves my mood. So if you want to make me feel better, and I've made you feel better, <laughs> then just let me know. My email is pigotjasmine at gmail.com. That's one G and two Ts with an S and an E. So have a great week. I hope if you are going through a struggle right now that you'll get through it because you will get through it. Everything will be okay in the end for the most part, most of the time. And if you have a chance, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and share with your friends and family. So have a great week.
Thank you so much for listening to Harmony and Healing. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Harmony and Healing Podcast. And you can find me personally at the Jazzy Tubist on Facebook and Instagram and at my website, jasminepiggott.com. And you can find me on Instagram as at radiant underscore trumpeter. Thank you for listening and see you next Thursday. Thank you.